In the first place, we, we have celebrated for the last four days special, joyful moments for our community. On Saturday, we had the first uh, two of our members made their final vows, committed themselves for life, which was a joyful moment for us. But then Sunday, on the 14th, we had entrance into Novitiate. So we have four young men who entered the Novitiate. Then yesterday, on the 15th of the Assumption, we had four young men who took their first vows and a number who have renewed their vows. So this was a wonderful celebration. And this morning, we had what is called the Ministry of Lecture. Anyone who goes onto the priesthood has to not only um, prepare themselves like by taking perpetual vows, but also before the, someone becomes ordained deacon, they receive what is called the Ministry of Lecture, a reader, and the Ministry of Acolyte. These are the two steps which are uh, preparing someone for the priestly ordination and then obviously the aconet. So this, those were beautiful four days of celebration. We have had many people who came here with us, the family members, um, friends, and all those who were able to come. And that is one exceptional type of uh, experience that we as, as a community members experience because we see how gracious God is because he's sending us people and we're trying to help them along the way so they could be ministers of Christ, that they may be able to, to proclaim him, to be the preachers and teachers and guides, but above all to be the, those who offer the sacrifice, the Eucharist, we are confessions, anoint, all those things which are so important for people of God because this is how God enters our hearts. This is how God offers his special grace so he may transform us, that he may make us more and more like Christ until one day we shall share the joys of heaven. But today's readings are kind of interesting. If you were to look at the reading from Ezekiel, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, Ezekiel, as many of the prophets themselves, would speak of the oracle, which means the word of God, as it dealt with other nations. And in one of the nations, there were seven altogether. They received word of, of condemnation. And among them was the king of Tyre, kingdom of Tyre. Sometimes we hear Tyre and Sidon put together. Tyre was a small, place, an island, and yet of Lebanon, but they were into a big trade, and so they became quite rich. Their contacts were all the way, all the Mediterranean country, including Spain, so there's a lot of business going on, and they were quite wealthy, quite well-to-do. But as the Lord spoke to them, and especially to the prince or the king of, of Tyre, was filled how great he is, obviously. He took pride in, in, the, in the great business that he had. But it wasn't just a pride of doing something well, but he considered himself to be God. You know, as some of the, as you know, 
even Roman emperors considered themselves to be God and wanted to have incense burned on their behalf and they were executing additional type of things which was which was not not belong to them they replaced themselves they replaced God by with themselves and so um, it is Ezekiel who turns and he says you are not you're not God you're a human being no matter how important you are how important you think you are but ultimately you are to to uh, offer worship to God because if you take it upon yourself it will destroy you it will destroy you and so so Ezekiel turns and he says you know the speaks of Babylon as being the instrument of God to put down the pride of human beings and and, and it, not only that it, it is the Babylonians who also uh, as Ezekiel pointed out because on on the, on the part of the people of God, they also grew in pride. They also did not consider God's commandments as being something very important for them. Uh, their worship became empty, and so the consequences of of the idolatrous type of lifestyle is that people bring upon themselves destruction. And so today, God. Um, kind of addresses the the issue of, of the type of pride, not the, the positive pride where we take pride in the things that we do, but we replace uh, God with ourselves, that we are the ones who are number one, and, and we know what happens then. If we, when there's great pride, usually you know, people come tumbling down. The second aspect today is in our gospel, which uh, the gospel is a continuation of something that took place last week. Remember the young man, the rich young man who came and, and, uh, and the Lord asked him to come and follow him. This is you give up that which you have and come and follow me and you inherit the kingdom of God. And this young man just couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And, and so, uh, so he went away sad there's a type of sadness which were not only manifested by the young man, but there was a sadness on the part of, of Jesus and the disciples because he called them. They said yes to the Lord. They said yes to they'll follow him. And here we see Jesus inviting them, this young man, and he could do it. And so, so the Lord's, so Lord made a, a comment right after he left. He says, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why would Jesus say that? Uh, because what happens is it's not that someone may have possessions, not the possession, but it's the is a sense that we receive and we acquire this type of a sense of who we are. You know, uh, how important we must be, how important it must be because we have all these things, and so, so um, we may use it against people. We may use it for our own aggrandizement, whatever it may be. In some ways, we kind of replace the need for God in our life. We replace the need for presence, for prayer, because we're always preoccupied with the things that we have. And so, so the Lord says how difficult it is for, for the rich 
to enter the kingdom of God. And I say it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for the one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And, and these words kind of shocked the disciples. They, they shocked. He says, the greatly astonished, but the Greek word is almost like a shock. You know, he says, he says, well, then who can be saved? Who can be saved? And, um, and it, is, it, is, it is an important, important question which they ask because Jesus is the Savior. So when they say, who can be saved? That Jesus is the one who says, you know, for people it's impossible, but for God, all things are possible. Which means, even if even if we get trapped, even if we get um, kind of uh, lost in 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 the world of material goods or whatever it may be, or importance, or you know, this type of pride in things which are which are something that they will actually to not help us to be men of God, men and women of God. So it's not possible. And then what we have here is, is Peter says then, okay, Lord, we followed you. So what's in it for us? Um, you know, I, I think Peter would always open his mouth. We know him and, and he would say things, you know, very impulsive. So, so, he started thinking, okay, well, if we followed you, so we're gonna get out of this one. And, and, and the Lord gives them very, something very, very important. He says, amen, I say to you, you that have followed me in a time of grace, in a time of future, in this new age of, 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 uh, of glory, he says, when the Son of Man is seated on his right throne, on the throne of glory, you yourself will sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, it gives them this future vision of, of, um, of being part of God's throne, because you know, it, it is Jesus who is at the throne of God the Father, and they will be there. And it's kind of interesting that we have the 12 apostles here and Jesus is there in the middle with my mercy. And we have the 12, you know, along with him, honoring, honoring and being the representatives of, of God. But it wasn't just the 12. It's all those who follow, continue to follow. All of us who are here, what shall we receive? The Lord has prepared for us something that an eye cannot see, an ear has not heard, not even has it entered the imagination of human beings what God has prepared for those who love him. And it is God himself who speaks to us, Jesus, who tells us this. This is something so unusual, so great. But as, as we reflect and the Lord's, Lord's word, uh, he says those who give up who have given up houses and brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my sake, for the, my, for the name, for the sake of my name, will receive hundreds, hundred times more of everything. And here, what, what is the Lord preparing for us? He wants us to be God-like. 
He wants us to be, share the glory that belongs to God. He wants to divinize us. He wants us to give us something that we don't have, we can't grasp, we can understand. And for those who trade the material goods or even, you know, a, a type of our relationship with the family, those who trade, God doesn't take anything away from us. He raises us to a higher level so that the gifts that we have, the riches that we have, the material goods that we have, those can be used for others, can be to help assist others, that can be transformed into being sources of grace for many, sources of inner happiness. So it's not that God doesn't take anything away, but then he will replace in our hearts the, the, the joy that comes from giving, from sharing, he replaced within our hearts this type of fulfillment because we experience that love that he has and that love which becomes transformed into a love of giving, a love of gratitude, love of, of, uh, of appreciation. And so this is our hearts by the gifts that we have because of gratitude to God. It, it ennobles us, it raises us to, to a higher level. Because then we, not only by gratitude, we acknowledge God as God. We honor him, we worship him, we wish to give him everything that we have. But, but he takes those things that he has given us and, and, and transforms them into beautiful spiritual gifts. Because ultimately, those who focus only on the idols of their life, they're empty. How many people who seem to have everything and they're also addicted to drugs, they can't get out. You know, they don't have the happiness. Why? Because they kind of focus on things and material goods, no matter how great they are, they're cold. There's no love there. You know, no matter how great the car is, you may enjoy as you drive, but you're not gonna fall in love with the car because it will not give you anything more beyond that. And same thing with these gadgets, which seem to give us some content, but the content has to be really good to enjoy it. If the content is not good, it leaves us empty. And the content could be spiritual content, could be content of, of sharing something special with the family or so, then we can be happy. But if it's just anything that goes, doesn't do anything, makes us feeling cheap, why did I waste so much time on things which didn't really do anything for me? And so it is this turning to God, turning to Him, allowing Him to be God within us, for us, and, and, and allowing His grace, His love, enrich us. It transforms everything we do. And this is why you would show up here, drive the distance, who knows how far, some of you. Why would you want to come? Why would you want to be here? Because we wish to honor the Lord. We wish to hear his word. We wish to receive him in the Eucharist. We wish to be encouraged and consoled, no matter what we are, where we are, in wherever we are in our life. We wish to receive healing and forgiveness. We wish to know that the Lord loves us because he does. That's why this whole message of mercy is about God's love so being so great 
that there's nothing we have done in our life that God will not take us home, take us back, restore our dignity as the sons and daughters of God. We know the, the, the prodigal father who welcomes his prodigal son. This is what the Lord is, and this is why the good news of the gospel is a good news that God is God who loves and will not stop loving us no matter what we have done because as always invites us back, calls us to follow him, always calls us to, to receive the special extraordinary gifts which are spiritual gifts that can transform our, our material goods into being sources of grace because God can do that. Maybe as we, maybe as we continue to um, celebrate this Eucharist, it is God who wants to enrich us. He wants us to be truly sons and daughters of God, not only walking this journey here on earth, but already anticipating the, the, that which God has already prepared for us because he has and this was the hope, Christian hope, anticipation of that, which God gives us even if we can't grasp. Because you know that, as St. John says, what we do not know, what we do not know what we shall be like. However, we know that we shall be like him. And that's enough for us to be like God, to be like God's only begotten Son. It is through his word, through the Eucharist, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and, and through this, our openness to God and asking him, I wish to receive whatever you prepared for me today. I welcome you. Make me faithful to you. Make me filled with joy. May we be, may make me consoled by, by the things that you have prepared for me for this day and for my whole life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you. And God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.